Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Each week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Man of Steel, directed by Zack Snyder, starring Henry Cavill, which is out in cinemas now. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want to be spoiled, you would probably not want to listen to this one. It is going to be spoilery. For our plot summary this week, we're going to take the synopsis posted on IMDb because it's one of the most amusing things about the movie. A young itinerant worker is forced to confront his secret extraterrestrial heritage when Earth is invaded by members of his race. Yeah, good work, IMDb. Just in case you weren't aware, the young itinerant worker is Superman. <gasps> oh, glob. <laughs> so, Man of Steel is one of the. Uh, it's basically a Superman origin story. Yet mm. another. Yet another reboot. Superman. Yeah. Yeah, it's an origin story, but it's not like any of the origin stories we've seen before. It isn't an origin story that anybody who's read the comics will recognize. It isn't an origin story that anybody who's seen the movies will recognize. The characters are all still there. You know, you've got um, Jor-El, his dad, and then Jonathan Kent, his other dad, and Jonathan and Martha adopt him after he falls to Earth and gets sent to Earth from his home planet of Krypton and all that sort of thing. But it also lacks a lot of the stuff that the comics have and um if you're going in expecting you know some of the famous lines like zod saying kneel before zod or anybody talking about truth justice in the american way or any of that stuff you will be disappointed well yes if that stuff does disappoint you we've also got uh, lois lane and lana lang very briefly and so uh the fat redhead guy he's pete ross pete ross so they're recognizable characters from the universe but uh definitely a reboot yeah it 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 doesn't really um have a lot of the things that the other movies had in them Mm. i don't i'm not like a big comic book reader but i know that this isn't the superman that people right know so i my experience with superman is limited to a little bit of viewing of lois and clark and smallville i actually have never seen any of the christopher reeve movies or the 2006 one that was so maligned, Superman Returns. Okay, so I have seen Superman Returns, and I remember thinking it wasn't that bad. I have seen um, a couple of the original Superman movies. I have seen a bit of um, Smallville, and I used to watch Lois and Clark. So I've, I think I've covered pretty much all the yeah. bases. Um, I live in the world, so I kind of know Superman. <laughs> anyway, th- let's get off that and onto the stuff we actually want to talk about because we both had some serious issues with this movie and we'd like to lay into it for this. So many issues with this movie. <sighs> I think you can probably already tell from our tones and the way we've been talking about it that I ha- we have issues with this movie. Yeah. But how about you start, Melissa? Unwatchable. <laughs> It was unwatchable. I saw it, uh, unlike Katie, in 3D. Um, but, you know, it came out in 3D and it's clear from the way it was shot that it was intended to be in 3D. It's unwatchable. I could not see what was going The shaky cam does not let up. You cannot see what's going on. And when it's not being shaky cam, it's lens flare or extreme zoom or uh, stupid 3D throwing things at you. Unwatchable. I spent a good... The good second half of the movie, tr- like trying to come up with words to describe how I feel about it that weren't swear words, so I didn't swear on the podcast. That's how I felt about it. Um, yeah, so I got motion sick, which I which happens to me, I, I, and it doesn't happen to a lot of other people. So uh, right off, yeah, okay, so that that's one of my quirks. But it wasn't just me. I was watching this with my husband, and he, I don't think he got motion sick, but he certainly had eye problems mm. from having watched it. Um, it's just keep the bloody camera still for five goddamn seconds yeah five seconds there's you go i think there's a two shot of lois and clark up on the spaceship or they get kidnapped obvi and um 
they're just standing there talking to one another. But no, no, the camera's going to shake, 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 shake. Yeah, even when it was, like, still, it was still sort of moving slightly, mm. like it was on a boat or something. Yes, um, yes. It was just, I yeah, I don't have the problem of getting motion sick. I didn't have any trouble watching it, per se, but it, it the the shaky cam was infuriating. It was infuriating. Like, it just, just um, yeah. every single scene and every action scene, you can't tell what's going on mm. at any point. And it started in the credits. I couldn't. I had trouble watching the credits because they roll here, roll there, where, and, and it doesn't orient you at all. And yeah, every mm. time there's a fight, you do, you can't really see what's going on because, oh, we're moving again. Uh, and there's also some genuinely bad camera work. Like we zoom in, we do. He zooms, he zooms like he's a 1960s Italian director. <laughs> he just zooms, zooms, zooms in on in on some various special effects he wants to show off, I guess. Um, so we have got zooms, which are bad enough, and accompanied by lens flare and shaky cam. Uh, but there's actually some bad camera work. Like they zoom in there's way too. There's nothing wrong with lens flare. There's absolutely nothing wrong with lens flare. <laughs> but it was over the top. I found I my it was hurting my eyes at times because it was okay. I was dealing with lens flare and 3D and anyway, uh, some genuine bad camera work though, where they would zoom in way too close to something, mm. uh, or and yeah, they were tilting the camera and whatnot, which is. Fine, I guess, if you want to do something interesting, but I just, I was so over it. My only thought was that they were trying to make it seem more real by doing that, but it doesn't seem more real. It just seems shaky and annoying. Um, the other thing was the colour palette of the movie is strange to me. Like, it's all really washed out and grey, which I think might be to try and highlight, like, his suit, mm. the blue and the red and I'm the big hero yeah. sort of a thing. Uh -huh. But it also... it then just disappoints you in every other scene because yeah. there are things where I couldn't see what was really happening with all the special effects and the costumes, especially on Krypton. There's a whole big section right at the beginning that's all set on Krypton. And, like, all of the Kryptonian stuff was kind of grey and then the colour palette was kind of grey. And so there were certain parts where I was like, I don't actually know what I'm looking at right mm, now. All, all people, everyone was in brown and grey. You couldn't tell yeah. who was who. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Actually, the washed out colour palette, there is one place where – had they kept the camera still, it would have been beautiful, was some of the shots of Kansas. Now, I think he's going for a Terrence Malick vibe in the Kansas <laughs> shot. I'm almost certain he's going for a Malick vibe because he's got these broad uh, landscape shots of the Kansas prairies and, yeah. and the uh, the backyard stuff, the Murrumpa Kent's farm and things. Um, they would be really beautiful if I could see what was going on and he wasn't shaking the camera around like it, you know, shaking like a Polaroid picture. But he... Yeah, so I think he was might have been going for a bit of a Malick the, vibe in that. Yeah, the um the uh, Canada shots, the snow shots. Um, yeah, yeah. Where there's no ice fortress, obviously, because they can't go for you know the actual stuff Plot. that we know. But um, but those were really pretty. Would have been really pretty if it hadn't been for mm. you know shaking yeah, all because you can see that shot in the trailer with him putting his hand down and all the right. snow swelling up and it looks really pretty um but yeah, it's just so shaky that but yeah it when it's that washed out i just didn't even know what i was looking at and that brings me to one of my other really really major issues with this movie which i don't know if anybody else has but there's this gray metal stuff there's mm. this weird Kryptonian grey metal that, like, morphs into different things. There was no point in the movie when I could figure out why it was deciding to morph into that particular thing at that particular yeah, time. It's, it's like... It's um, pointless. Well, yeah, it was like Jor-El's personal communication system or something. But it wasn't, because right. it was also the... It was it, it on was, the... It was um, an ultrasound machine. Yeah. And, and then it had a flower in it, and then yeah. it was talking, and then it was, like, claws that were trying to stop... Clark from stopping the world from dying and then it was something else like it just 
it it didn't make any sense. And then it also they also had this weird Krypton exposition scene that was really highly stylized, mm. cartoonish. I can only assume it must have looked good in three D because that's the only reason that I can think of it being Is there. But like- it looked. Dumb. Is that the trial scene? Is that what we talking about? No, no, about? no. The... It's the um when when Jor-El is actually explaining to Clark Kal-El what happened on Krypton, and oh. all around them the grey metal turns into this big like cartoon version of everything that had happened on Krypton. No, that and, looked lame in three D too. Looks so lame. And I was like, it why probably is this looks here? better in three D. The but... same mm. stupid grey metal stuff that's mm. in the whole. I hated that and stuff. No, there is no explanation of that, and I, I don't don't know if I'm assuming it's not canon. But no, I've never, I've never seen yeah. anything like it before. And, and like, I've seen something sort of the same idea in other things, but mm. you at least understand why it's changing into the things it's changing into. Why does it turn into claw things to try and attack Clark and stop him from, like, Listen, why did the world builder even have that as a defense mechanism? And getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is my whole review that I wrote is basically me writing something about the movie and then going, why? Why is this and why is that for the next, like, couple of sentences in brackets? Because I don't understand. I didn't write a formal review, but I made notes for the podcast and it's mostly swear words, mostly me swearing at the camera. (laughs) No, but it's – it's there's other things as well. Like, the characters make – There are more problems. The characters make weird decisions, weird choices. what is with Pa Kent and he's, like, letting letting himself die – because he's like, oh, no, don't save me. You can't let these other people see your power. Wow, way to mess up your kid, dude. Good grief. But, but it's not just that. If there's a tornado coming. The dog's in the car. So instead of sending back his invulnerable son, he goes, he back, goes back to save the dog. <laughs> like, I understand. I have a cat and I understand loving your pets and wanting to save them. But, like, if you're Send that into saving... the guy who's going to survive. And then, and then, when he could still be saved, he's like, no, no, just stay there. Because I don't want everybody to know that mm. you're super. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, just... it's um... <sighs> and his whole thing. Like, the concept of Jonathan and Martha Kent is to be the most amazing parents ever, basically. Right. Because Because um, Superman, Kal-El, as he comes to Earth, is, like, invulnerable and amazing and has all these powers. Mm. He could easily just wipe out Earth, basically. Yeah, but he- the reason he doesn't is because he had a good upbringing and they instill some really serious, you know, morals Values. in him. Yeah, morals, yeah. Jonathan does none of this in this movie. His whole po- purpose there is to go, don't ever expose yourself because everybody's going to be scared of you. Yeah. That's his well, whole point. To, to do that and also to give him um, impetus to want to save the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't understand. I, that said, Jonathan Kent is played by Kevin Costner, who we hardly ever see these days, so it's yeah. nice to see him. And I don't... Martha is Diane Lane. These actors... And the other actors in the film uh, do really good work yeah. with some really not great material. And um, the script is crap. The script is – it's not just bad in terms of, like, it's bad in pacing. It's bad in terms of well, movies way explaining too things. Thing. Um, it's bad in terms of but, – but the lines are bad. There's this terrible line yeah, yeah. after he kisses Terror- Lois. Like, this is where – this was my – yeah, my, the worst, worst line ever. Line. It's all downhill after the first cup. What the hell? No, but she says it's all downhill. And then he says that only counts when you're kissing humans. Oh. Like, so it's all downhill for him now that he's kissing her, but she's I... just going to have a great time? What oh. the hell is that line? 
again, why? Terrible Why do they say lines. these things? And well, then that's also in the middle of, I think, the last two climax yeah. battles of the three climax battles Ugh, that happen. Goes on forever. I was so bored. Seriously, by the time that that was finished and then he was fighting Zod, um, which is who's played by Michael Shannon, and I think he does a good job, again, with very bad material. They give him no sort of exposition or anything. Um, and But... There's this very long fight scene where he fights Zod, and you're like, I, I two seconds into that, I was like, I'm so bored. I could just fall asleep right now, and I wouldn't even care. Mm. I am so bored well, with I, this. Because I was motion sick, I did spend uh, chunks of time. I, I watched, I think I watched the whole, most of the movie, but I did have to spend a few scene, few of the action scenes, like with my eyes closed, just to kind of keep myself from throwing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but- yeah. But this is this is a recurring theme. Be- really good actors. Now these actors actually are really good, and I. Mm. I'm a real fan of Russell Crowe, and I think he does a great job. You're, yeah, you're laughing. You're laugh at me, but I, Russell Crowe is one of these actors where you think you think you know what you're getting. You think you're getting Russell Crowe playing Russell Crowe, and you start off and you're like, oh yay, Russell Crowe, and then about 20 minutes into the movie, you suddenly realise you're completely captivated by his performance, and he's actually doing a really good job. That's how I feel about Russell Crowe. Anyway, he was he was excellent. <laughs> Amy Adams is excellent. Amy Costner Adams is, is excellent. so lovely. Diane Lane is excellent. Lawrence Fishburne is excellent. Michael mm-hmm. Shannon is excellent. They're a really good, they've got some really high. And um, I, I can't say her name. Ailet Ailet Zura plays, Zura plays um, um, Lara, yeah, Lara um, Kalel's mother. mother rather than Clark's mother, but she's really gorgeous mm, and it, does a good yeah, job. These the actors do really good with a really well with a really some really terrible uh, material. Lois Lane, for instance, is great in spite of her terrible lines. Yeah, so so Lois Lane, for instance, has yeah. some terrible lines. Like yeah. she's she's Little Miss. Uh, it's all downhill after the first kiss, and I'm a Pulitzer winning pr- winning reporter. <laughs> I really ew. She is a great Lois, and she does a great job in spite of this material yeah. that she's been fed, and uh, as does Jorel, and as does Henry Cavill, and everyone. Yeah, Ugh. no, I know, I completely agree. Like she's, I mean, Amy Adams is gorgeous, just gorgeous. Um, and she does, she, you can see her performance as Lois being good. Mm. Like, she, you can see all of the spunk and everything, but they don't even have any banter at all. Like, and, and they make this connection um, between um, Clark and Lois because they, they're really good actors and they, they clearly have chemistry and they make this good connection and you can see why they like each other, you know, but they, there's no, it's not in the writing, it's just in the acting. It's yep. so frustrating. Um. On the note of the acting, mm. Henry Cavill plays Superman in this movie, and Henry Cavill is beautiful. He is so pretty. He is so delicious. I just want to eat him up with a spoon. He, yeah. Henry Cavill and his muscles are pretty much the saving grace of this movie. <sighs> the best bit about it is his muscle. Even though early on there's a scene of him shirtless, and his muscles are so big as to make, make me think they were photoshopped. Yeah, no, there's all this. Yeah, he, he mm. looks amazing. He's, he's um, huge, but he's also gorgeous. And he puts on the suit and he just has such presence and he's really, really good. And he has these beautiful blue eyes oh, the blue, and these lovely dimple, smiles. Every time chin. he smiles, I'm like, oh, I like this scene. Yeah. Even if it's a terrible scene, I go, oh, I like this scene. And yeah. um, and his um, wrinkly brow of slightly condescending kindness that he does. Where it's like, <laughs> um, I'm about a million times more powerful than you and can screw you over, but I'm a really nice guy, which he does, yeah. just, you know, with his face, um, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, again, this is him performing the role rather than saying the lines because, yeah. like, there were a lot of scenes where I was like, they're just really cliched scenes and it seems like they didn't yeah. know what to do with them to make them original. So they were like, let's just throw another cliche at it. Nobody cares. Mm. And the, this is another 
sort of letdown of this film. I think it was ambitious. I think it was trying to do some mm. interesting things, trying to it, – it's certainly – there's certainly a lot of um, commentary and things on this. So you said earlier that there's no the American way, and certainly mm. he does not say the line American way, but you've got some very iconic American shots, the Malik-esque landscapes, and I think at the end there's a – one of the government officials like, how will we know you you have America's interests at heart? And Superman's like, I grew up here. Yeah. Like, I grew up in Kansas. I'm about as American as you get. Yeah. So there is a plenty of American way. No, I know. But-, but so I think there's, but anyway, it, it's quite ambitious. I think it wanted to do something different. I think it wanted to tie in some mythological stuff. I think it was very interesting that there's never, a, like Lois knows that he's Superman from the very beginning. She, there's no um, mask of Lois and Clark. Now, some people have problem with this. People who are more into Superman have problem with this because of the classic screwball elements of the Lois mm. and Clark newsroom relationship. Uh, I actually thought it was really interesting. I thought they were trying to do something different, and I liked it. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really think about that that much, to be honest. Um, but um, in terms of the American way yeah. thing, I mean, that's very much a part of Superman, like a huge yeah. part of Superman. He even wears the American colors. Uh-huh. I mean, that's sort of where he's coming from. And um, I think one of the big allegories with Superman is that, like, America's supposed to be, you know, um, all the immigrants come and, and we they've got that thing on the Statue of Liberty, send us your hungry Poor and all that sort of thing. Yep. So um, that's where sort of the storyline is coming from. And so he's yeah. like the ultimate alien, but then also the ultimate American. Yeah. So that allegory is a huge part of the story. And to leave that out would be really, you know, mm-hmm. not, uh, I know. I not understand. the story. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know, like all of that sort of thing. Yeah. It was kind of heavy handed and, and done oh. that way, but it wasn't ever stated because they want to they seem to want to separate themselves from Superman while making a Superman mm. movie, which I find bizarre. They say, they're taking this sort of dark night like realism tack. Um mm. but but Batman never seemed to be separating itself from Batman. No. The Dark Knight series never seemed to be separating itself from Batman. It was going back to sort of the essence of what Batman was. And I'm not a huge fan of the Dark Knight series, but God, I'm a bigger fan of that than I am of no, this. I, I like that a lot better than this. Yeah. It, I don't understand why you would want to separate yourself from Superman because, I mean, he mm. is the ultimate good guy. You've got right. to be able to find a cool spin on that. Yeah, and I think he's just trying He's trying too hard. He's trying to make mythology. And, of course, we get some really heavy-handed Jesus references in here. <laughs> yeah. Like really heavy-handed. We, he's 33, did you know? And there's a literal like the him, him floating him out into space. Yeah, like, <laughs> he uh, spreads his arm out, arms out like he's on the cross, and you're like, yeah, oh god. god. Um, yeah, yeah. There are lots of things he's like very, that. It's very, very heavy handed, um, and but, I think he's busy trying to do that rather than you know make Superman. Yeah, no, and I'm, I know where you're like my one of my biggest problems with the movie is that they had such a good cast. They were really invested in making a good movie. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make a good Superman movie. And how did it go? all go so wrong? Mm. Like, they, they had every – so often you get this really gorgeous scene. Like, there's just the one that's a without any speaking of young Clark on the farm wearing the cape, yeah, yeah, which is a gorgeous beautiful. scene. And it's just like him and he does a little pose and his parents are there and they're proud of him. And that says more – about Superman and about what they were mm-hmm. trying to do with this movie than most of the rest of the stuff in the movie. Yeah. I mean, they wanted to make this good movie. This, they wanted to make this good Superman movie and they just failed so badly. Yeah, uh, well, see, I don't think it was terrible, but I didn't expect all that much going in. I went in expecting it to not be very good. I think the benchmark that Jelly and I set was Thor. 
Mm. And it was about as good as Thor, maybe a little bit. I thought it was probably a little bit better than Thor um, with some, you know, caveats. It was too long. The script wasn't very good. It was unwatchable. But <laughs> so just like caveats there. I don't – I actually disagree with that because I mm. quite I, – I, Thor is my least favourite of the the yeah. Avengers Marvel type stuff, um, except for maybe one of the Hulk movies. The, the other Hulk, the first one, uh, the Eric, the Banner, Eric one. Banner one, um, which is by Ang Lee, who I love, but that was not a very good movie. Yeah. Um, but Thor, it, my biggest problem with Thor was, uh, was actually that they didn't know who their protagonist was. Yeah. Um, they, they, it was a movie about Loki. My problem with Superman is that they don't know who Superman is. I think that's kind of a bigger problem. Like, at least with Thor, they know who Thor is. Um, also with Thor, I felt like, well, I could watch it, but also I felt like they, they were kind of true to the the idea. Okay. Um and yeah, the, the but some of the problems were the same as they get bogged down in this alien mythology. And so you spend too much time on it. Yeah. Um which is one of the big problems with this is that it it found it becomes really hard to connect mm. when it's just constantly focused on aliens. Yeah. And and so this is another problem that uh people particularly people who know Superman well and that's pretty much everyone. Um <laughs> have is that it isn't true to superman and mm. um and one of the key problems comes in the in the end in the end we have a very 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 long battle that goes on far too long where <laughs> superman well as a result of superman's actions zod and superman end up destroying basically half of metropolis mm. and a whole heap of other big cities around the world not to so, mention that superman also is the he, one who leads them there in the first right. place and he kills zod at the end so superman apparently has never killed anybody he doesn't kill people and that's against that's out of canon oh and but not more importantly the collateral damage in this film is unbelievable. There must be I, – I, I, before I saw it, mm-hmm. I saw someone tweet a, a, an article which had a headline of something like, um, the Man of Steel does more damage than 9-11. I, that would not surprise me. Oh, easily. Oh, very easily. Oh, there's another heavy-handed reference, by the way, 9-11. But, um, yeah, he does – he destroys like the all of these cities. There's huge tsunamis. There's huge buildings just after building just collapses. There must be so many casualties, and that to me is very much against the essence of Superman, the, yeah. the person who loves humans so much that he stayed here to save us. Which is like the, that's the thing that cracked me up when I was watching that last fight. Is he's just knocking Zod through buildings. Yeah, like there's one scene where Zod punches. Clark and he goes flying through like ten yeah, yeah, buildings. Yeah. Honestly, ten. Oh, at, at which stage I had just lost all interest and all suspension might, of disbelief you know in the this, movie. Um, and I, then, I giggled out loud somewhere in this. Yeah. I was just like, "That's just ridiculous. ridiculous." And and oh, and they go up to a space station and fight on the space. Oh, oh yeah, station. on a satellite. Oh, satellite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And then they come back down and the satellite crashes right in the middle of the city. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just More damage. Like, oh my. God, and then but then they have these shots of like three people. They have um, Perry White and another guy from the paper saving the girl from the paper because you know all the girls are damsels in this freaking movie. Mm. Um, so they have that sort of thing, and then Zod is like, "If you love these people so much, you can mourn them." And he's doing his Clearly fire doesn't eyes. Love these people very much. <laughs> he's doing his fire oh, eyes. Oh yeah. And there's a little little family, I think, of like three or four yeah, people yeah, like huddled, and, and and Clark is like, "No, we won't let you kill them." And I'm like, "You've just killed." Thousands of people, right. surely, in all of this damage. Why are you so yeah. concerned and with they, these I three think people? They think and they it- might, we might not have noticed because Marvel <laughs> movies, like the Hulk and the Avengers, both basically 
tear New York to shreds and probably kill thousands of people. Yeah, but the whole well, one we're of used the things to that. that. That's fine. Those that works within those franchises. That doesn't work for Superman. No, but it's not just that because the Hulk has huge guilt over what he did. Yeah. I mean, in the Avengers, when he he, really he talks about how he leveled Manhattan, and also in the Avengers, they don't. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they're not destroying the like they they don't go crashing through buildings. They don't crash no. the other people through buildings. No. They are sent into the build like they are punched into mm-hmm. buildings. It's 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 a different concept because yeah. what Superman is doing is destroying everything by doing this. Whereas mm. they're they're being destroyed by the aliens who they're trying to fight, and these things are just sort of around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. No, I know what you mean. The whole the whole idea of it is different because Superman. There's a moment where. Um, where Zod is threatening Martha, right? Yeah. And then Clark comes out of no. Uh, I keep using different names for everybody, but um, Clark comes out of nowhere, right? Mm. And grabs Zod, and then like, like, pushes him to the ground and and shoves him through cornfields right up into town and through buildings and stuff. And I'm like, you're just gonna leave your mother back there with the rest of the evil aliens yeah. while you beat this guy up back in town? What? Why? Yeah, speaking of things that you – because you keep saying Clark, that's the thing where he's – we only ever know him as Clark. This is another way this movie hates Superman. It's like uh, they never use the name Superman. They do. once or twice. They do. Lois makes – she's like um, the S on the chest and then she's like, why don't you make it stand for super? And then it gets cut off, which is in the trailer. There's another bit where – We do use it eventually. There's a a soldier and he's like Superman and and they're like, who? Um, Harry Lennox, who played Boyd on Dollhouse, um, is the military leader and he's like – who and then they're like that's what they're calling this guy uh-huh. that's the whole reference to him being superman yeah we don't hear it ever at all so we, we're, we're just thinking of him as clark oh yeah. it's clark clark's got a suit on yeah uh, exactly it, and, it do, and what's it's not an cow. S. it's the symbol of house l means hope <laughs> yes uh. that that as well um and i think that's what they were trying to do i think yeah. they were trying to make him Deliberate. a symbol of hope like i can uh-huh. see how they were trying to do that they just failed so horribly um yeah, and Lois yeah. damseling. Uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Ugh. See, I, I don't think they failed horribly. I'm a, I'm a slightly kinder than you. I think it was actually it would have been a watchable movie if it were only watchable. But so, no, but this is the thing. Like my my problem with it wasn't like I didn't like the shaky cam, but that was my one of my least. Yeah. Like that's much lower on my list. Right. Um, these other problems that I'm having with it are so much bigger for me because mm. it's it. Like those things are th- bad things, whether the movie is whether the camera is still or not. Right. None of that will make sense anyway, no. and the ca- the characters will still be not given the respect that they're due. No. Zod will still be just a cartoon villain who shouldn't have been. He had a point. Mm. Like when they were on Krypton, he's the only person trying to save Krypton. Yeah. But then they turn him into some sort of Nazi just so that we'll hate him. Yeah. Well, and he, you speak of um, Lois Damseling there as well. They've got enough respect for her to um, imp- not to imply that she doesn't know who Clark is. That mm. She's so stupid that she hasn't worked it out. But they don't have enough respect for her to stop falling into the typical Superman trap of, oh, like Superman must save Lois. Like, mm. She, yeah, there's three times that she's falling and he catches her. Yeah, three times. Three times. And they sort of try to make up for that at the end where he's, you know, gets upset and then she comes over and hugs him and you're like, that's not going to work. Mm. And there's moments when she could be badass and then they don't give her that opportunity. Mm. It gets taken away by men. Like when they're on the military plane, she's the one who knows how to arm the thing. She's the one that Jor-El told the whole plan to stop the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And then... It ends up being Toby Ziegler um, from the West the Wing, House. Richard Schiff, yep. um, 
is is the one who actually saves the day. Mm, not not Lois. Lois, even though she's and then, the one who actually does. Lois yeah, exactly. And day. Christopher Maloney is also the one who actually saves the day, not Lois, even though she was the one who mm-hmm. was supposed to know how to do everything. So even when she has her moments where she could be really cool, it gets taken away from her and by men. And she gets out of that because Christopher Maloney saves the day by suicide bombing a plane into <laughs> and she a building. Falls out the back. And she just falls out the back and falls. <laughs> and Superman, and saves, Superman her. saves her. Like, oh. I know. I was so annoyed. Like, that was, was what. Oh. That was already well into the point when I was annoyed oh, well, because yeah, it was. This is about it the was, end of the movie. This is where you're looking at your watch going, geez, how much longer have we got? That was, the, that was at the end of the second of the three major battles yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end. So the first one is in Kansas and they level Kansas. And then he goes back well, they to. They level Smallville. They level Smallville, sorry. Smallville, yeah. And, and then he more goes. More collateral damage. Yeah, Thor also had them leveling a small town. Yeah. That was sort of the again though. Thor does not have respect for humans. Superman is loves humans so much he wants to stay here voluntarily. Yeah. Also, Thor was trying to stop them. That's yeah. the, this is what we were talking about before. But Thor's trying to stop them s- destroying the town. Yeah. He keeps trying to stop them. Whereas Superman just seems to see all the buildings as collateral damage as much as they mm. do, whereas the other ones, they're trying n- not to do that. See, now that, now that I've remembered it was Smallville, I've remembered another problem I have with this film, which is the there is a few moments where they can be bothered keeping the camera still, and it's to show us that Amy Adams has a Nikon camera or a Nokia phone or that there's a Sears in downtown Smallville. Or that Pete or Ross a works at IHOP. Yeah, or an IHOP. My God, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then at the end, we have one bit of sensible product placement, which is two LexCorp trucks go flying. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like you've been undermined by you know, two hours of ads for IHOP and other things. Mm, yeah. that. I mean, that's a minor issue and it's a modern blockbuster, so you kind of expect it. But on top of everything else, it's just another thing that's wrong with this. Well, yeah, it just sort of made me laugh. I was just like, yeah, that's it dumb. was more funny um, than anything. But but yeah, they and then they destroy the Sears and the IHOP and whatever mm. else. They just they and they just destroy it for no reason, just because mm-hmm. they feel like it. Um, yeah. There's not even that many shots of everybody running screaming from things. No, you don't actually see a lot of people. No, so I guess they can then get away with that whole. Well, that's... we didn't really kill many people, but I mean, it's Metropolis slash New York City in the middle of a working day. I'm guessing there's people yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's almost like because they got the Daily Planet workers out of the Daily Planet and they went, okay, we're evacuating now. That meant the entire city was evacuated, so it was okay. It doesn't work like that. No. It's so, so ridiculous. Mm. And just um, – okay, so there is there is a chunk of movie that I liked, and that yep. chunk of movie is, is sort of when he is an itinerant worker. That part up until and, – and I liked the snow stuff – up until he finds the alien ship. Yeah. And finds out who he I didn't is. Mind that, bit either. that bit was quite nice. Um, that's the bit where you start exploring his human upbringing and all that sort of stuff mm. and, and what makes yeah. him into the actual person he is now. Mm. And then after that, there's this really sweet scene where he reunites with Martha. He goes back to home and she's so happy for him to have found his like birth parents and everything and yes, he's really happy and there's that delighted. really nice sort of scene um yeah. those bits i liked and those bits were the bits where i was like this is yeah. what it could have been and, and this is why i'm a little bit kinder on it than you are because i thought there was it was doing some really interesting and ambitious stuff there it, it, it does it, when examining the human side of superman and actually going into this stuff about you know being the the immigrant experience of you know belonging to two worlds and mm. but not really 
belonging to either. And, and the adoption thing as the well. The adoption thing, yeah. I thought that was really well done and it, it kind of shows that they were aiming for something very interesting and uh, so I'm kind of I'm more inclined to be kind on them for that. Okay, on that front though, mm-hmm. the uh, 2006 movie yep. was directed by Brian Singer. Now, yes. we both got Brian Singer and Zack Snyder mixed yeah, up. Yeah, because we I thought think. Zack Snyder was gay because of all the, you know, naked male torsos. Yeah, and other things like that. There's, mm. but the thing is, um, because Brian Sy- Brian Singer is gay and adopted, oh. um, his take on Superman Returns, which is one of the reasons why I think I liked it, is yeah. is very much that sort of thing. He's definitely exploring the human side to mm. Clark in much different and more more interesting to me ways. People complained that that one was too boring and didn't have enough action in it. Well, here you've got this one, which go. has nothing but action for hours. So yeah, I think the, the problem is. Again, for me, that, yeah, that stuff was trying to do that, but other movies have done that better, so you need to find something new Mm. and a new way to look at that. And I feel like they wanted to and didn't. Right. And it's very focused on him being an alien, very focused on that, and very Uh, focused on cool alien stuff. So so this is probably studio pressure then about putting in lots of action scenes. Maybe. And And there's this sort of what what if – wouldn't it be cool if – approach that they have to making the action scenes hey wouldn't it be cool if they were on a satellite let's just throw that in there you know what i mean like wouldn't it be cool if we did exactly what they did like there's a moment the camera zooms zoom (laughs) um there's a there's a shot that's very much like the hulk doing something in one of the movies i can't remember like he oh attacks a uh, helicopter Yes. Um, like goes up and uh, a plane goes up and punches the guy out of the plane, you know, and he takes the plane apart and yep. Avengers. Yep. And there's a scene almost exactly like that with one of the bad guys in this mm-hmm. one. Um, so it kind of felt like I'd already seen it before as well. Not only that the action was mm. boring, but I'd seen it before. Yeah, and anyway. done better by a director who knows how to keep a camera still and knows how to develop um characters and knows how to write good lines. Oh yeah. And and that was like it's supposed to have Christopher Nolan involved, who is actually a decent screenwriter. Like he mm. didn't write the script, of course, but no, it was David Goyer, yeah, who uh, does a lot of TV. Okay, yeah, I'm um, just terrible, yeah, terrible script. Um, right, I think, have we done ranting about this? Uh, and so I think we might just quickly run through our verdicts, which you know you've kind of heard them, but you know star <laughs> verdicts, Katie. I gave it two stars. I gave it two and a half. And um, I do also want to point out that if you do think Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill is pretty, you should go see it anyway because he is so, so – Yeah, he's he's pretty much the oh, saving grace of the whole movie. God, Henry Cavill, beautiful his blue it. eyes, his dimpled chin and his muscles. Yeah. Thank you, Henry, for saving an otherwise not great movie. So, okay, so – Two stars from Katie, two and a half from Mel. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. You can learn more about this week's podcast by going to our website, silverscreenqueens.com. You can also find us on Twitter at screen underscore queens or on our Facebook page. And if you want to read Katie's full ranty pants review, you can go to her blog, which is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. So thank you very much for listening. Good night. Bye.